Welcome to Player One on Sin. I am James, and I'm joined with a new-ish, newish face here in the studio, Jesse. Hello, hello. One thousand one hundred and fifty-two days have passed since I last sat at this table. It's fantastic to be back, and welcome back, indeed, Player One. And in case you're just hearing to us for the first time ever, we are the video game show. Um, here at Sin, we talk about video games, we talk about things that's happening in the gaming world, because um, there's a lot that happens. No, there sure is. There's, uh, there's going to be a big new segment to get into a little later on. Uh, we'll be recapping Splatfest as well. I can't say I wasn't a little disappointed with how that turned out, but <laughs> reasonably predictable. Yeah, there's plenty to look forward to tonight. Indeed. And in case you want to catch us to on some of the platforms that aren't so live, you can catch us on all the social media platforms, those being Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, all at the Player One Sin handle. Also, um, you can catch us on the podcast platforms, Player One, Omni Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and you're listening to us there. Maybe you want to listen live. That's just, we're live right now. Obviously, not right now if you listen to us at a podcast, because that's not how this works um, at 90.7 FM on sin also at sin.org.au and on twitch.tv at sin underscore FM yeah that's a new one to me that definitely wasn't taking place when I was last around so it, yeah it's the no. new world I guess where we started that up halfway through last season so very new very new to the to the world here um, and in fact you can interact with us Directly there through the chat there if you so choose to do so. But we have a we have a lot coming up throughout today's show, and you know we like we like to have some music going on. You know, it's good. It's good to have that music. First song we got coming up today is "Fire to the Fuse," and that is by Jackson Wang and. 88 Rising, that's in the League of Legends original soundtrack. You're listening to Player One on Sin. And welcome back to Player One on Sin with myself, James, and Jesse. Now, it's time for a segment that we do every single week, and that is the new and the news. Because, you know... If there isn't any new releases or any news relating to gaming within the past week, um, and I say this every single time, but gaming is dead, if that is the case. Absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, it's, uh, what, early May? Early May. Um, you know you know what this time period sort of used to represent as far as gaming news. It's shifting in a bit of a new direction now um, with E3, perhaps, um, well, I can't imagine E3 is coming back now the way that uh, developers are sort of choosing to go their own way these days. But Well, and the Summer Games Fest kind of taking it over that as well. Precisely, yes. But, um, yeah, it's all, it always starts to get hot this time of year. Indeed. So we'll, you know, we'll just dive straight into some news that we've got coming up from the last week. Fall Guys is getting a creative mode next update. We'll talk about that more later during the show. Gran Turismo is getting a live-action film. There was a Splatoon 3 Splatfest over the weekend in collaboration with Tears of the Kingdom. Which do you seek? Power, wisdom, or courage? Power got a full sweep, taking all categories, living up to their name. Yeah, no, I... I I was going to resist the urge to chime in, but I just had to do it. I was... I, I really was. I was terribly disappointed. And I. What team were you? Wisdom. Absolutely wisdom. Oh, yeah. I was power. <laughs> um, but it looked. It very much looked like the writing was on the wall at halftime. And. I don't know. It seems like that seems to be the way it goes a good chunk of the time. Typically, halftime report is, is pretty strongly indicative of where things are going to wind up by. Um, 
by the end of the fest. I uh, I do have a point. I, I do have a point I want to make. A question I want to ask about the future of Splatfest, but I think I'm going to save that for next week's show. Okay, we'll save it for then. Indeed. There's an Xbox showcased and Starfield Direct. It has been announced for June 11th, which will be on a Sunday at 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So uh, set your alarms for a month. bit over a month. Fortnite will now be part of the Olympics. And we'll talk about this more later as well, because... Yeah, you heard that correctly, folks. (laughs) It's interesting. It has been officially revealed that Slytherin is the most popular house in Hogwarts Legacy. 6.7 million users chose it, followed by Gryffindor at 6 million as of the May the 6th. As a bonus stat, there are also a collective of 111.5 billion um, Revelio spells cast within the game. Yeah, it's on, honestly, as someone who has not really involved himself with the franchise or this game specifically, it's just nice to see. Um, uh, it's just nice to see a sort of regular sort of piece of news come out about it. Um, it's been such a such a polarizing thing, but it's it's nice just to see some some focus on the gameplay itself. Indeed, and something for your social media. Discord is changing the username system. No more discriminator at the end of your username. Now it'll be what you're used to on Instagram and Twitter. So you'll have your normal handle, which will be stuck with your with English letters, no special characters and numbers, Arabic numbers. And then you'll have your display name, which can be whatever you like. And know that your username handle will be unique to you specifically and this change is going to be rolling over rolling up over the coming weeks and months yeah i was a little caught off guard by that one um i wasn't sure if that was supposed to mean that the 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 hashtag and the four numbers at the end of the name was going to go yes that's gone yeah because that 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 creates a potential logistical issue for a few people I'm, i'm sure there are plenty of folks who whether they know it or not probably have identical tags out there, and I'm not sure what the resolution process is going to be for that. I very much hope I'm not one of them. Uh, it's I can tell you right now, it's a first and best dressed by... So it'll be rolled out in order of when your Discord account was created. Huh, okay. So they just... So if you... And you can judge first. that based off your Discord user ID. Huh, so they're just... So potential... What, are they... Are they going to like shave a letter off your name or move it? If you weren't first to it, that it, name, there'll be a gonna... prompt that'll appear when you log in when it rolls out to you. Yeah, that, that was a head scratcher that one because I, I wasn't sure how they were going to like mediate that if two people have an identical tag. Um, yeah, first and best dressed. But now, so that's 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 the headlines over the past week. Jesse, do you want to deliver us some of the news? And there's a there's a there's a big one coming later in the week. Yeah, undoubtedly, we've got a big trump card coming this week. Uh, so today, obviously, Monday, May the 8th, Cook, Serve Forever and Darkest Dungeon 2. Darkest Dungeon 1 was very successful in my circle of friends. I'm very curious to see if the second one can replicate that. Tomorrow, May the 9th, Dockerpong Kingdom Connect and Mid-Autumn. Wednesday, May the 10th, Mathland and Occupy Mars the Game. Uh, gets busier Thursday, May 11, Another Fisherman's Tale, Fuga Melodies of Steel 2, Mechabellum, and TT Isle of Man, Ride on the Edge 3. Now, Friday, May the 12th, this is your main event, folks. Baby Storm. <laughs> that's, that's the main event! Baby Storm! That's the main event for May 12th! Heard it here first. Now, also, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom happens to be coming out that day. We'll see if they can snag any of the airtime. Uh, but it's a quiet weekend. Not much until the next uh, next episode, really, a player one rolls back around. But, yeah, you know what you're in for this week, of course. I, I do, do you know what you're in for? Um, I imagine Tears of the Kingdom will be making its way into my household pretty quickly. You sure? Don't know if it'll be Friday. Could be Baby Storm instead. I can tell you now, I'm gonna, I, I've pre-ordered it digitally, and uh, I'm going to be playing it midnight Friday morning. One of the first people in the world. That's the, that's the lucky thing about us being here in Australia. We get to do it first in the world. Yeah, things have changed pretty drastically the last uh, 
few years. It's just like to entertainment and TV, it's all different now as well. Um, you know, we're getting some of that ahead of, of the other people. You used to have to wait a couple of weeks from when things would air in the US and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Nice. And while you might be enjoying Tears of the Kingdom, you might want to jump over some obstacles, dodge dodge some Yoshi eggs as you go to Yoshi's Obstacle Course, which is the next song you're going to be hearing. That's my coffee date, and that's been remixed from Yoshi's Island. You're listening to Player One on Sin. Yoshi's Obstacle Course, the Yoshi's Island remix by Coffee Date. And just there we had Fell in Love by D. Holt. This is Player One on Sin. I'm Jesse, accompanied by James. Very much enjoying my time back. So what are we getting into next? We have The Playlist, another regular segment here on Player One on Sin. We're a video game show. And we're also, we play video games ourselves. So, you know, it, it begs me the question. It brings us to The Playlist. Of what have you been playing over the last week? Or since it's your first time here, Jesse, what have you been playing for the last bit? Yeah, three years. Well, um, if I were to if I were to just do the the polite thing and keep it confined to the last seven days, there's really there's been one title to rule them all, and that is Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp on the Switch. How's that been going? I this. Uh, so I never played the original 1 and 2, but I did play Dual Strike and I did play Dark Conflict on the DS quite a lot in my childhood. So this still felt, uh, this was a big sort of nostalgic feeling seeing it finally hit the shelves after the big delay and everything. Um, and yeah, it's been very, very interesting. Uh, I can't say it's all hits. Um, yeah, no, I... I I've had one major gripe. I've had one major gripe, and I, I just haven't been able to let go of it because it's the type of gamer that I am. But I am eternally disappointed when a game like this hits the shelves and it doesn't let you run AI battles on its own. It forces a player to be a participant. You can't just run AI oh, on so AI. There's you no... can't do that. Oh, so you can't just have com v com. Yeah, so you had, it's, so a, it's a very helpful learning experience when you do that kind of thing sometimes. You okay. Want, you you want to get, you know, if you want to get a bit of free scouting, um, you know, See, it's a very I've, tricky campaign mode. I've, I've seen things like that before, um, but I've never really viewed it as a deal breaker, but, like, and I'm better than ever see it as a way to scan it. I see it, hmm, if, if I do it, it's just free entertainment. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I... I um, but if I'm going to be more positive about it, there's plenty to be positive about. I love a lot of the music changes that they've made. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, the last installment of this series came out, A, in 2008, and B, on a handheld system with, you know, what the sound font really you were dealing with back then. Getting real proper sound live instruments in the house has been a huge boon to uh, the gameplay experience in this in this reboot. I really, really hope, I really, truly hope that we'll get DLC announcements for Dual Strike. There are some commanding officers that haven't been mentioned in the game yet, who I miss very dearly, who I used to use the abilities of very, very cheaply as a young boy. Um, I really would love some Dual Strike DLC. Um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot you can still do with uh, the model that they've put out there. Um, yeah, I choose to remain optimistic that there'll be more material coming, but just having a big HD return of the franchise that had been dormant for so long has um, warmed my heart. It really has. Um, but yeah, that's really dominated the week for me. That's fair, that's fair. Um, my week has been a lot of my regulars. Splatoon, I've done a bunch on. I've done a little bit of Genshin. Um, I've also continued on with, as mentioned last week, Cyberpunk 2077. I'm going through my re... I wouldn't say redo, but uh, attempt to. First attempt, I did at launch. I played for an hour, returned the game. As, uh, yeah, as by the sound of it, so did a lot of others. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it the second time around. 
um, which is surprising, and I'm not a huge fan of first-person games, so I'm surprised by how much I'm enjoying it, even with its few bugs that are still in the game and still noticeable, which is surprising. Um, as well as Xenoblade 3, getting that crunched out a bit as well. Um, also this week, I've picked up um, Fortnite a lot, um, mainly because of the announcement they made last week that the Fortnite crew, so their subscription thing that gets you the Battle Pass 1000 V-Bucks the skin, now also gets you um, the roll, not the um, Rocket League premium pass as well. Yes, and that, that is a bit more up my alley. I, uh, I was a little surprised that it took um, this long to see a big crossover like that. I thought that was something that would have been jumped on quite some time ago. Rocket League's popularity has been enduring. Um, yeah. And Fortnite is, well, Fortnite is Fortnite's what Fortnite, Fortnite is. It's untouchable, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I really thought... Uh, Especially when they're both owned by Epic. Yeah, I, I really thought the opportunity had been there for a long time. But it's also surprising we haven't seen it at all in the industry, like this type of collaboration where you buy a DLC in one game and you reap this this amount of rewards in both. Like, sure, you've had crossovers where, oh, you'll get a free skin, you'll get a free decal and do these challenges, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That stuff's yeah. happened in the past. But not to the extent where you get, like, the whole season pass. Like, that's, that's, a, pretty, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, and when you've got... Lots and lots of companies buying lots and lots of other companies, or at least trying to. <coughs> Microsoft. <coughs> trying to, yep. Um, you know, it's 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 corporate synergy. It just it makes sense. They they should be tapping into this thing. I feel more more often. You'd think. Indeed, but it's about time we get back to a song. The next song is a song I know you're excited for when I put it in. I'm excited for because it's Splatoon. It is Seep and. Destroy by Octoplush. Oh, this warms my heart, it really does. And that's from the Splatoon 3 original soundtrack. You listen to Play One on Sin. And the song that you just heard was Disrupt by Penny Parker, and that's from the Sweet 16 playlist. You can listen to that every Sunday at 5 p.m. And before that was Yoshi's Obstacle Course by Copydate. If you want to listen to the full players from today's show, just head over to our YouTube player one sin, and you can find that under Season 2, Week 3. Now, Jesse, you think you're better than me? I could if you wanted. <laughs> Fall Guys! is getting a creative mode. Now, this is very interesting, right? So, we've seen creative modes in the past. Obviously, you've had games like Minecraft. you had games that support it. And then we've had things like Fortnite, where you build your own things into it, right? Yeah, it's a core stable. Um, Fall Guys. So, is bring it. And I... It makes sense. Compared to something like Fortnite, it didn't make as much sense going into it because obviously it's a bit more of a game where the mechanics are pretty stabilised. And Actually, no, that's, not, that's not the right way of, way of writing this, but as opposed to Fall Guys, where it's much like a it's a game show and it benefits off randomness... Yeah, this seems this seems like an extremely natural fit um, for for Fall Guys as a game. I never I never got into it personally, but I I did observe it being played from afar quite a lot, and you know YouTube is very good with that, of course. Um, you know everyone has their people they're subscribed to, and Fall Guys did catch fire, obviously. Um, but this this seems like. Uh, this seems like a very, very natural fit indeed um, in the vein of something like Super Mario Maker. Um, that was definitely how it seemed to be presented in my eyes as yeah. sort of a counterpart for that. And I think, yeah, it's... Um, 
I've always yeah known Fall Guys as as one big wacky goofy kind of obstacle course. Well, yeah, um, that's what it, it's it's yeah. it's Wipeout meets Mario Party Battle Royale. Yeah, and and the environment has never been. Uh, it's not necessarily the most, you know, uh, malleable in terms of, you know, like what you see in Fortnite. You you pick things up, you assemble stuff. Um, you know, it's it's pretty cut and dry, and it doesn't it doesn't feel like such a natural fit in uh, context of something like Fortnite because the actual objective you're presented with is so radically different than what a mode like that sort of uh, promotes. But, um, yeah, I, I think this is uh, I think this is an excellent move on the part of Fall Guys. I, uh, I think this should be getting quite a lot of airplay. Um, I would expect to see it in many different corners of YouTube before long, I'd imagine. Um, it should be very popular. Yeah, it's definitely a very interesting... Because the other thing... So, they're bringing this with their new season. I'm pretty sure they're bringing it with the new season. And this launches um, 10 a.m. Uh, UTC May 10th, which is going to be, like, the evening for us on May 10th, around that timeline. Yeah, UTC is usually London, I think, right? So, yes. that would be 7 p.m. here. So, Give that's, an, that's an ideal time, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it works. <laughs> um, but... When I had a brief look at the presentation they made announcing this, um, and they're also bringing, like... So, obviously, with each new season, Fall Guys brings in developer-made courses. Um, but this season, they've used these tools um, that you get in creative to build the things, the courses themselves. And because of that, they're bringing, like, double the amount of courses you normally get in a new season into this season. Um, so... What I find particularly interesting is that it's not just the players themselves that have are going to be using this. The developers are using these tools to build the courses in-game. Obviously, the developers can do a few extra things. They can include new features. They can tweak stuff to make things work the way they planned it out to be, and they obviously have a whole paid team <laughs> making these. But... I find it very interesting that we we have almost the same tools the developers have going into creative mode. Yeah, I mean it's 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 probably as close as it'll ever be to just making it open source. Um, but I think that one of the key aspects that's going to really define the long term viability of this project is uh, what kind of budget. Maybe I'm not sure if that'll end up being the right term, but the budget that you get in terms of how long or wide you can make uh like the map size that you get to work with um you know how many platforms or how many particular obstacles you're going to be allotted um i think that's going to make a big difference in terms of the sort of replay value that it will bring but um yeah i mean i'm very optimistic about it i could see it sort of going off in a way that mario maker became sort of infamous for with its just absurdly impossibly difficult man-made creations yes that was the kaiser levels that was that game's legacy so um yeah i mean i i i wouldn't have a reason to be down about this at all i'm just now imagining like 60 players trying to do full guys kaiser levels can you imagine that? Yeah, you gotta have. You gotta like have the, the... like the Pacific timing <laughs> to get every like you have a like you know the red balloons thing, the red balls you have in Wipeout. Oh yeah, just yeah, the equivalently difficult version of that. But there's 60 people trying to get to the goal. Yeah, you gotta have all the death markers. Like, um, oh, what was that back in the day that you had all the the Fortnite death runs? No, oh, way further back than that. It was like, ah, uh, Super Meat Boy. That's the one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super Meat Boy. That was one of the most fun things like about um, you sort of the replay value you got out of that was that you had all the death markers around. And I think Mario Maker ended up doing that as well. Um, yeah. No, it's, just, it's just good news, really, at the end of the day. Looking forward to it. Indeed. And now heading to, you know, we're talking about Fall Guys, a lot of Fall Guys stuff. And we've got that coming out later this week. Why not play... Some of the music from Fall Guys. Next up, we got Fall Guys theme in space. 
and that's by Juku Kalio and Daniel Hagstrom. That is from the Fall Guys original soundtrack here on Player One on Sin. And welcome back to Player One on Sin for myself, James and Jesse. The song you just heard was Celebrate Me by Baxter Dury. That's from the Sweet 16 playlist. And from before that was Fall Guys Theme in Space by Juku Kalio and Daniel Hagstrom. And you have reached the checkpoints. Get your one-up, get your mushrooms here. We're halfway through the show. Bowser's Castle is only one hour away. How how are you going so far? So far back. First show for a while. Well, it's it's impressive that we managed to get to this point a minute before the top of the hour, given that we started like seven minutes behind. Um, but... It's called biding time. I, I have subconsciously made you talk for longer than you thought. I'm definitely enjoying myself. I mean, it's a, a <laughs> three-year itch that's been waiting to be scratched, so I'm, uh, I'm having a great time. I'm looking forward to contributing uh, over the rest of the year. Am I, am I scratching your, your itch well enough? That, that sounds not, really I'm weird sure out of context. I'm not sure if it's late enough at night to be getting into that. <laughs> That's 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 for the naughty rude show, not for player one. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not qualified at this hour. <laughs> you do want to catch us on the platforms outside of where you may be listening to us live, whether that be on ninety point seven FM, DAB, Cinder.org.au, or on Twitch at Sin underscore FM. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, all at Player1Sin. You can also listen to the podcast platform, or you might be listening to it right now, which you could tell me it's on. Oh, wait. Sorry. Podcast people can't talk. Um, that's Player1 on Omni, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Now, we got, we, we're hour into the show that's left, but we've got... We've got some good segments coming up. That's right. Of course, uh, right at the top in the news, uh, actually even before the news, we mentioned um, Fortnite and the Olympics. Just in case you somehow forgot, we uh, we will be fleshing that out and explaining what on earth has managed to bring those two things together. And, uh, of course, we'll be getting into video game adaptations as well. It's all, all the rage the last few years. Um, uh, lots of different movies and such, and we'll be uh, getting into the quality and perhaps an upward trend as such. So, plenty of good stuff still to come. A lot indeed. And it's 9pm here in the studio, exactly top of the hour where we'd like to be. And I know some of you might be feeling a little bit sleepy, you might be feeling a little bit tired. It's... I know, I know. It's okay. It's okay to be tired. We can tuck you into bed, pull up the the sheets, and you can go and enjoy your dreams. Dreams is the next song you're going to be hearing, and that's by Anamanaguchi as well as Flux Pavilion. That's from the Rocket League Side Swipers playlist. And you are on Player One, and Player One is on Sin. 1am, Dali and Queenie. Before that, Dreams from the Rocket League Side Swipers playlist. This is, in fact, Player One on Sin. Is it? Well, that's what I was told when I walked in anyway. It is. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, good. I haven't been in the wrong place for an hour. Player One on Sin, I'm Jesse. This is James. Hello, hello. And, well, we're going to get into something quite different now, aren't we? Indeed, we are. Uh, play it your way. Accessibility in video games. And now, accessibility, huge, humongous topic. Um, but it's sometimes not always implemented well in video games, and sometimes it's implemented very well. Um, a case of where it being implemented very well um, was in two years ago, Forza Horizon 5, they added a feature. Now, I might be wrong on this, but I've never seen this happen in any other video games. They got a full-on Ozland translator to appear in the bottom right corner for all, I believe it's all spoken dialogue. Yeah, I. Um, this was definitely the first I'd heard of an initiative like that being taken. Um, and yeah, I think it's just, it, it seems like an incredible step to take. Um, 
yeah, it, it really, it's one of those things where you see it happen and you sort of wonder why people haven't jumped on it much, much sooner. Um, yeah, it, it definitely seemed like a good call. Well, obvious reasons are it's you've got to spend time developing it. In the case of an Ausland thing, they need to get someone, you need to pay an extra person to get that translator going. Like there, there are reasons why they haven't been doing it, but yeah, like giving more people the opportunity to play the games and enjoy it the same way we do, um, I'm 100% all for that. Yeah, I, I, I like to think that when you see these kinds of things get announced, as well as, you know, the one we're about to get into here, I, you know, I like to think that it's being done with the best of intentions um, and that, you know, there's a real intent by the people who are overseeing these things to really sort of bring people closer to, you know, enjoying the experience the same as anyone else. And sometimes, however, it just comes off a little differently than that. Sometimes the execution maybe isn't quite so perfect the first time. And, yeah, that's probably where I'm going to end up going with with what we're about to get into here. So, to give a little bit of context, so in the last week, Hogwarts Legacy added Anarachnophobia mode. So, in case you're wondering what this is, in Hogwarts Legacy, if you have not played it, um, they, there's a lot of spiders. Spiders is a very common enemy you fight. It's one of probably the four main enemy types you fight. So there's a lot of them. Um, and for people with an anarachnophobia, that's not a good thing. No, I would think that as as well as being one of the four main enemies, it's in the greater proper greater population, probably one of about the four main phobias as well. Like Every second person out there seems to be deathly terrified of them. Especially when the spiders that appear in the game can be double, triple, quadruple the size of your character with immense details. Absolutely. That's the modern world, yeah. So what this has done, this mode, um, if you imagine, if you've seen Harry Potter... Um, particularly um, the third movie, the ridiculous spell that's casted on to the spider in the Defense of the Dark Arts class, where, so pretty much the spider, spider's legs aren't there. It has uh, roller skates for feet, for feet, and its torso is a blob, kind of. Yeah, I mean that's that's a way to put it. I I probably I probably don't have a better way to put it. It's I, I yeah I have the picture in front of me and I a, a video um, that was attached that someone helpfully put in the uh, responses to the initial Hogwarts Legacy tweet. Um, so I guess for full disclosure, uh, the intent, as written by the people who compiled the initial tweet, was making venturing into spider-infested areas significantly less intimidating. Um, that was the, the cliff note version of obviously the impact they wanted to have. And um, yeah, there is a video attached in the comments that puts this absurd looking uh, creature in motion on four unattached roller skate boots in a circle around the spider. And uh, as I was saying before, you know, I don't want to be taking away from the, the intent of, of something like this. And I it's hard to make a point in a way that doesn't sound like it's doing that. Um, you know, I, I said before, I want to believe there's good intentions behind all of these different initiatives and things that we see, but this is the goofiest looking thing that I feel I've seen in a video game in years. It's 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 endearing, like no doubt about that. I'm not criticizing the model at all. It's it's it it's got a certain charm. And and the other thing is to take a note. So people in the comments have said that yes, it definitely reduces the arachnophobia. It's hard to say arachnophobia. And the arachnophobia. This is not what I was expecting to learn how to say on a gaming show. <laughs> um, but it it helps. 
it doesn't completely remove it. Like, don't kid yourself and say, if you have anorectophobia, you're not going to feel fear anymore by seeing this. Um, that's not going to happen. You're kidding yourself. No, I think it's going to be very case by case. Um, yeah, especially everyone has different levels. Um, but it's definitely a way to help minimize that. Yeah, no, I, I think the heart, the heart's definitely in the right place. And it, it is worth also noting that the person who attached the video did themselves mention that they used to have a fear, but they're, they're over with it now. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's accomplishing good things. Um, but the presentation is absolutely comical. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's... You, I, I really recommend you search it up. It, it's not yeah, no, something you, you, we can... Radio makes this a bit difficult. You really have to see the model for yourself. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Literally, it really is. just... You can probably search on Google, but Twitter is where we found it. Um, but for now, we're going to dive into a, another song. We're going to go as fast as we can into the next song. Fast as you can is the next song you're going to hear. Mm, you, 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 know, you notice that? You notice that? Oh, I saw it. I saw it. You saw it? You saw it? Fast as you can by Fiona Apple is the next song you're going to hear. And that's from the Hi-Fi Rush playlist. You're listening to Player One on Zen. Backbone by Blusher was the song you just heard, and that's from the Sweet 16 playlist. You can hear that every Sunday at 5 p.m. And before that was Fast As You Can by Fiona Apple, and that was from the Hi-Fi Rush playlist. You're listening to Player One on Sin with myself, James, and Jesse. Now, going for gold. Yep, we've kept the people waiting long enough, I think. (laughs) We have got to figure this out. So... I'll, I'll cut straight to the chase. Fortnite is going to be in the Olympics. Yep, that's the end of the story. <laughs> now is it? That's it. Now that's it, it. Cut chase. Now is it entirely that clear cut? You won't. Uh, you will not be seeing it at Paris 2024. But it uh, has been confirmed as an official Olympic esport as part of Olympic Esports Week coming up in Singapore, a four-day event. Uh, now, it is backed by the International Olympic Committee. It is IOC-endorsed. So you can, in that sense, suggest that Fortnite is, is up there with your... Uh, or treat it as a counterpart to your 1,500-meter uh, freestyles and your 100-meter sprints and all that kind of thing. Um, but yes, this is a real, actual headline in the current world that we are living in. And I still can't, even after an hour and a half now since we went on the air... I still can't wrap my head around it, really, but it's... Um... Although, to note, it is not Fortnite Battle Royale. That is not what is in the Olympics. So what it is, from what I'm aware, it's... So it's going to be on a creative map. It's pretty much um, accuracy testing. So you're shooting targets. It is, it is considerably more focused on gunplay, yes, rather than having um, so... 100 people in an Olympic event at once in a uh, tiny contained area that would be well they, immensely you chaotic. do that they, people we do have that in fact we've had that at the Australian Open but uh, it's um, yeah it, it is it is sort of going to mirror what you would expect to see I guess at an actual indoor Olympic shooting event um, so I mean I have to give it its props I guess um, as a very very keen avid sports fan and observer myself i think uh perhaps i hadn't been giving that aspect enough credit um yeah it probably deserves a, a little more respect on its name maybe yeah especially when we previously were made aware of esports heading into the olympics the previous titles they announced um were very much when when, when the olympic committee came out said we're adding esports to the Olympics, people are expecting things like, yes, Fortnite, Valorant, League of Legends. Yeah, lots and lots of team sports, but that kind of thing. what we got was Archery Simulator, not even a very well-known one. And all these ones were not extremely well-known. There's a Taekwondo one. There's... What else was there? Uh, archery Baseball... 
sailing, yeah, sailing, taekwondo, and tennis, which I presume is just singles tennis. I presume it's not doubles, uh, but I cannot confirm that. Um, yeah, this was the part that really got my head spinning because I picture, um, you know, archery, baseball, tennis. Those were all either on Wii Sports or Wii Sports Resort a long time ago in the early days of motion control and such. I imagine now that it's probably considerably more high-tech in terms of um, in terms of VR, in terms of all these things that you have to strap onto yourself to detect motion in all these joints. And um, I've seen it with the Switch, like with Nintendo Switch Sports. You've the, got to, you've got yeah, the leg putting things on your calf and all of that kind of thing. But I, I don't know. I'm probably the only one, but... I would so much rather just see them play Wii Sports Baseball and Wii oh, Sports yeah. Tennis. Just pick up a remote and swing like I like I used to I say, like I used to do. I've been trying to get platinum medals in Wii Sports for like <laughs> months on end. I'm, I'm, I, I never get, really let it go. I didn't get back into Switch Sports, to be honest. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I wish I didn't have to see that kind of thing modernized. I, there was such a charm to seeing... A charm to the idea of seeing people just mindlessly flailing about the Wii remotes and stuff in a in a professional setting. I, I really would have gotten a considerable kick out of that. I guess that's a bit off topic from Fortnite, but just the, the other sports that are being represented in these ways, like uh yeah, it's all um it's all it's all very much the new world. Yeah, definitely definitely interesting and it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes forward in the world of esports and Olympics, because it's definitely a good step forward. Um, but it's going to be interesting what steps come after this, to be, to stay, say in the least. But next up, we got Still Alive by Noteblock, um, featuring Hackling, and that's remixed from Portal. You're listening to Player One on Send. Comfortable. Femi Tahir, with the language warning, of course. Before that, Still Alive, the remix of the iconic tune from the Portal series. This is Player One on Sin. I'm Jesse, accompanied by James, and now... Well, I think it's time for a bit of movie chat. Get the popcorn out. Have a nice cup of... I was going to say, I don't know what I was going to go cup of tea. You don't bring tea to the cinemas. Well, if you're smart enough, I reckon you can. Don't try this at home, however. <laughs> no, it'd be better to try it at home than at the cinemas. I, I, can't, I can't be seen advocating that kind of behaviour, but there's probably a way. Now, uh, yeah, this has been a really fascinating genre to watch, un- genre to watch unfold in the last few years, the way that uh, video games have been adapted into big-budget, high-profile films. Yeah. Um, obviously we've had a few movies and shows in the past that, um, have, let's say, not done super well, thinking of the original Mario Bros. movie, thinking of... I was going to say, I, say uh, I still have the flashbacks to, um... <laughs> the Zelda cartoon. Mm, Captain Lou Albano. Um, we've, we've... We, we didn't have, we did, did not have, we had a bit of a rocky start getting video games into the movie industry, but now are we in the good timeline? We've had some video game interventions. We've had live action from Sonic. We've had um, 3D animated as the Mario movie, and we've also had some really good 2D animations going to streaming platform series with League of Legends, um, Arcane, and Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Now, I haven't seen Sonic 2, but I've seen the rest of them. And, you know, I enjoyed all of them. Yeah, so the the, um, the Sonic... The, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I saw the first Sonic movie. Um, I, I had not gotten around to seeing the second one yet. I did make a point of saying that I would at some stage, but the time hasn't been there. Um, but the first one, I mean, I was still on a lot more social media when it first came out, and so... Naturally, the way that that tends to go is that you you read the early feedback, 
before you get a look at it for yourself. And typically you'll be led to believe that it is either um, it's either God's gift to modern cinema or um, it's, it's an embarrassment to the very franchise and, you know, Sega's close to bankruptcy as a result. <laughs> um, such is the nature of the, of the internet. But um, I had a perfectly fine time with the first one, even when many around me I don't think did as much. Um, and I think the same can be said even more for the Mario film because I follow with that one, I followed all the trailers. I saw it a few weeks ago when I was um, in Adelaide for Gather Round. And um, yeah, like it, it's, it's, there are some really, truly stellar elements. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, as, as someone who hasn't picked up a lot of sort of uh, current generation animated films, um, it was, yeah, it was a delightful visual experience, um, you know, on, on the part of Illumination. And I think my, uh, Nintendo were very, very gun shy about um, allowing their intellectual property into this realm with the way that the first Mario movie went, because we, we didn't really see them branch out into this kind of entertainment for a long time oh it's been like 10 20 20 years around that at least yeah i i think that they were spooked by past performances but i i yeah i feel like we're on an upward trend um you know there are downsides to all of these things and there are going to be people who sort of take a very very serious attachment to these franchises and who are going to analyze sort of every micro element oh you get that in everything though yeah um and except for marvel fans as well when because they oh, get absolutely, their yeah, comic no, adaptations no into um the films yeah um it's you know you you taking that kind of laser focus is naturally going to lead to some degree of disappointment when these things are sort of being produced for a mass audience um but yeah i mean really i think I think we're going in the right direction with uh, with a lot of these adaptations. Like the ones, yeah, the Sonic Mario, the ones that I've seen. Um, I have no reason to think that the franchises are dead as a result. I, I think oh, there's no. a lot of exaggeration around it. it. It was definitely a great film, and I loved all the the subtle nods, the Easter eggs. Um, yeah, that, that, as an older fan, that's what I was looking out for a lot. So I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very happy. With, I was very happy with the way that was serviced. Um, it was just a great film, and just. You know, well, it's also great. We love the music. And there was a song with, like, probably the most amount of Easter eggs you could get was in the credits, which we're about to play, which is um, Level Complete by Brian Tyler with the themes I was here coming from, Koji Kondo. You know, it was a great song. We had to hear it now. It's from the Super Mario Bros. original movie soundtrack here at Player One on Sin. I Told You Once by All Kane. It's a song you just heard, and that's in the sweet 16 place. You listen to that every Sunday at 5 p.m. And before that was Level Complete by Brian Tyler and Koji Kondo. That was in the Super Mario Bros. original soundtrack. You're listening on Player One on Sin. And now... It's time. It's time? For the quiz. There we go. I was trying to change my thing on Twitch so that it actually said now playing the quiz because we are now playing we actually are playing the quiz normally it's just for a song because it's now playing but I it- suppose so it's my first time uh, so, oh boy I'm a little nervous Well, so welcome to the quiz just because it's yourself answering today how it's going to work I have four questions alright that's a comfortable number to go so. 0% on <laughs> I'm much and more one comfortable thing. going over four than over 12, so... So, to win the quiz and then to write it next week, you must get three questions. So, three points. So, one point from the theme, four points for the rest. Does that... Is that clear? Sounds doable. I'd like to think I've got a shout. All right. You ready? You ready to start this? Sure. Hit me. All right. In Super Mario Brothers 2, where is it set? 
if I give a super broad answer like the mushroomy kingdom, is that going to be accepted? Because no. I only played from the third onwards. As soon as I heard two, I knew I was in trouble. I knew I was in trouble. It encompasses all of the kingdoms. Oh. I'm not sure if I've even heard the name before. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that once you tell me, it'll, I'll be kicking myself for having missed it. But uh, Mushroomy Kingdom was all I had. Well, i got to give up. I'm going to have to go three for three here. Mario's Dreams. Super Mario. That was the second one, was it? It's correct. Super Mario Brothers 2 was actually Mario's Dream the entire game. He dreamt it up. I I figured that was the first. Yeah, I wasn't. There was no way I was on to get that. Alrighty. Not not so great start. Question two Metroid Dread. Has Samus exploring which planet? Oh, I really hope my brother's gone to sleep and isn't going to listen to me butcher this because he would <laughs> he would know. And I watched him play it recently. Ah, oh, he's going to kill me. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to be letting him down here because that's another one that oh, I've dealt with it recently enough that I should know the answer, and it's it's going to pain me that I'm not going to get it. Just have a guess. Have a random guess. <sighs> I believe no, nothing's come to mind. I'm 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 so sad. I'm so sad that I'm stumped. I, right. I hope he doesn't listen to this, to be honest. All right. The answer is Planet ZDR. ZDR. That was that was gettable. That was gettable. That's gone through my hands, that one. So that, that forfeits my... That no. forfeits my quiz writing rights, then. No, there's still two questions and a theme. So still, oh, if you can right. get the rest, yeah, no, so you're I'd, fine. I've got to go perfect from here, then. Incopolis and Splatsville are cities in the Splatoon series. What is the name of the world that encompasses Splatoon? Yeah, see that <laughs> my my answer for that probably would have been Incopolis. That, that's why I said if it. It, <laughs> if it hadn't been mentioned sooner. Um, there, there's something striking me about the name Octopolis, but I don't know if that's even a real no concept or something I've made up. That that is, I can I will I will confirm that right now and then. That is not. A thing. Oh, this is the worst one of the lot to drop. Because I deal with it all the time. It would it, it would have been Incopolis. But that's just gone straight past me. I wish I had a backup. I'm... Fl- I'm oh, it I'm starts f- with I. Although that doesn't really help. It starts with I. I'm going to guess it involves the word ink. Correct. (laughs) Who would have guessed Splatoon? See, I got that far. Where's the rest of it? Oh, this is killing me. Must be the heat in here. (laughs) Oh, I'm burning up. I, uh... Although I will say it's a little bit of a difficult question because I've only, um, posted this once really on their social media when and and on the website. Like it's only displayed in one image where you get to see the entire map of Splatoon. Uh I can forgive myself for not getting the first two, but I I'm not gonna be able to forgive myself for getting this one wrong. Alright. I've got a I I you, you get, I took you, my best shot already. Incadia. Incadia that is definitely the first time I've heard that name. That's, yeah, that one was never relayed to me. That, that, yeah, that rings no bell. And I feel like it should ring a bell. But, yeah, that's got me all ends up. So the entire world of Splatoon, so Splatsville, um, the Octo um, areas, um, the underground, everywhere we've played in Splatoon is in Incadia. Now, Cult of the Lamb. Oh, no. The Melbourne Indie has you build up your own cult. What is the name of these sacred grounds? Uh. Now, I implore you to make a guess for this one. 
Oh, this is this is going to be another where there are going to be people I know who are going to be like yelling it into their devices. Yes, I, there are going to be people yelling at your devices. You'll see why once we get to the end of this. I yeah, I so badly wish this came with a phone a friend function. Um, <laughs> the only problem about that is that there's no reception here. That's true. Yeah, no service. I've been dealing with that all night on my phone. Um, you're gonna have to give me the question again. All right, Cult of the Lamb, the Melbourne Indie, has you build up your own cult. What is the name of these sacred grounds you build your cult on? Hmm. All right. Incopolis didn't do me any good for the last, the last question. Maybe Lambopolis. I could get behind. Lambopolis. I could get behind a spiritual ground named Lambopolis. That would entice me to play. Correct. I don't buy it. So <laughs> I don't buy that. It was a trick question. You can name your cult area whatever you like. So if you want to name your one, Lambing, oh, Lambopolis. Yeah, I totally own the game, and I run Lambopolis with an iron fist. <laughs> one point for me. Yeah, you do now. We got through all four questions. Do you have an idea of the theme of today's quiz? The theme was. Geography, basically, right? It was locations, right? More specifically? more specific, The more specific theme that encompasses Mario's dreams and Lamopolis. <laughs> yeah, I guess we are getting kind of pretty niche. Um, more specific than location? I thought I had that. Do you, do you need a bit of time to think? We can, we can give you a song break to think if you need that. I might take that. That's you might the take next the best thing to phone a friend, yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> phone a friend, how about phone a Breath of the Wild twin? <laughs> I was about to try and make this a segue, but like this is such a long name. Just yeah, there was <laughs> phone an a attempt. friend. Phone a Breath of the Wild twenty seventeen trailer background music <laughs> by Manaka Kataka. Uh, Yasuki Iwata and Hajime Wakai from the Breath of the Wild original soundtrack. It's a banger, especially when we've got Tears of the Kingdom just around the corner. Here's a listen back to that. The equivalent trailer we had from Trailer 3 for Breath of the Wild here on Player One on Sin. If the answer isn't love was the song you just heard by Sen Morimoto. That's on the Sweet 16 playlist. And before that was Breath of the Wild 2017 trailer background music by Manaka Katoka, Yasuaku Iwata, and Hajime Wakai. That's from the Breath of the Wild original soundtrack. Welcome back to Player One on Sin. Now, last segment, I gave you a quiz. Yes, and look how that turned out. Now, do you, can you redeem yourself and guess the theme? Mathematically, I don't think I can redeem myself, but if I'm going to take a more specific guess than what I had before the break, uh, I guess the only thing left to suggest is worlds slash realms, right? Yeah, that's it. That'll do. So, yeah, the world that was that encompassed that encompasses your main playthrough of the game was what I was going for. So you got two out of five. Yeah, I was I was out of the running, but I think it really helped take the pressure off over the break to come up with something. Not that I can take all the credit, mind you. I was able to get a... Uh, I was able to obtain a very what, helpful what, what, assist. What was, what was your answer? Uh, Lambsville? Lambopolis. Lambopolis. <laughs> I was able to get a great assist on the theme from my... Uh, Lovely wife who's listening in Texas right now. So thank you very much, honey. You uh, helped me save a little bit of face. <laughs> but while we are, whether you may be listening to us around the world or in here locally in Australia, we've reached the end of the show for this evening. That's it. Player one, game over. Um, play your game over sound effects. We've reached the end of the show. Thank you all so much for coming. Um, how did you how did you find your first show back in a while? I had fun. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. Um, yeah, hoping to get more involved. This is my last opportunity to do so. Um, uh, I'll be 26 next year. So, 
um, yeah, really looking to burn the candle at both ends and uh, make sure I'm here as often as possible. I had fun tonight. <laughs> Sounds great. Now, if you do want to listen to this episode and also past episodes, you can check that out on the podcast platform, so it's being Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can check our socials, Player One Center, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, and obviously, we're live every 8 p.m. Monday, Australian Eastern Standard Time at 90.7 FM or DAB if you're in Melbourne, Narm area, or at sin.org.au or at Twitch at sin underscore FM. You can also find the entire playlist of today's show on YouTube. Um, thanks everyone for coming along. It was great having you here. It's great having a show. But now it's time to wind up, pack our bags, get our controllers away. It's time to have a sugar rush. Yes, as I often do at 10 p.m. <laughs> sugar rush is the final song from us this evening. It's by Asian Hideout. You've been listening to Player One. Where have they been listening to Player One? Right here on scene. Game over, folks. <laughs>